Hey everyone, this is Johnny Martinez, pastor of Restoration Church, and welcome to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you as you seek to follow Jesus. We hope you enjoy the sermon. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Rance. I am actually one of the pastors at New Life Community Church, which is a place that I was able to connect uh, a few years back with Johnny and Christina. I've known them for years before that, but a few years back and over at our church, New Life, uh, God brought Johnny and Christina to us at a time where we really needed just who they were and what they brought to our church. And just an amazing job, especially with our student ministry and Johnny preaching and Christina helping in children's and, and they're just fantastic. So uh, in that process, has God really made it clear to them about planting a church, planting Restoration Church? Uh, we were able to then to turn around and kind of help and help launch Restoration, and uh, including having our some of our sound people come in in those early weeks. And I think we, I still know a, a friend of mine came and helped set things up this morning from New Life Community Church. So whether you realize it or not, uh, we're we've been around. We love you guys. We've been praying for you. Uh, during COVID, during the whole thing. And so it's a really cool thing for me to be here with you this morning. I'm actually one of the overseers uh, to, on, the, on the board here at Restoration. You might have said, I didn't know we had a board. Yes, there's a board. And uh, you have to have at least one old guy on the board. So I think that's why they picked me. But uh, once again, so it's really, really cool for me to be here with you guys. Thanks for joining us here in the room uh, at home online it's good to be with you. Let me pray for us, and then we'll go into God's Word. Heavenly Father, we come to you with a sense of expectation this morning. We thank you for the truth of your Word when it says your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And God, we know that, that so often things can happen, and, and uh, instead of having that attitude when we wake up, it can be, oh, God, it's another day. And uh, there's challenges that we're facing. There's struggles we're going through. And so, God, we just pray that this morning, as we come to your word, as your spirit speaks to our hearts and our minds, that you would not just bring us information here in these next few minutes, but you would really give us transformation, that we could experience life the way that you planned for us. God, not only to, to make our lives more like your son, Jesus Christ, but also that we might touch lives for Jesus Christ. We pray this morning with expectation in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you today, talk to you this morning about this idea of breakthrough prayer, how to pray a breakthrough prayer. So breakthrough prayer is not your everyday kind of prayer, normal everyday average kind of prayer. You pray, God, uh, give me strength. God, give me wisdom. God, speak to me, show what we're supposed to do here. That's kind of normal everyday prayer. Breakthrough prayer is when basically nothing is going right, when you're facing something that's completely out of your power, out of your control to do anything about. The, the other regular prayers, God, help me with this or that. This is not God, help me. This is God, there's no way. <laughs> God, there's nothing that I can do here, and so I need you to do something here. And it's a, so it's a really different mindset. It's a different approach. Uh, the other way is, is a great and valid way to pray, but this is a specific kind of prayer that we see in Scripture. And this is what God wants us to do. Here's, here's how I can probably best describe 
to kind of get your head around this idea of prayer. One of the key elements of breakthrough prayer is thanking God in advance. It's thanking God in advance. And here's the best way I know how to describe it to you. Let's say that this afternoon you go home, you're having lunch or whatever, and uh, you get a call, and I'm calling you. I say, hey, it was just great to meet you at Restoration Church today, and I just feel like there was something, you know, we had a connection there, and I felt like God put it on my heart. I want to give you a gift. I want to pay for 12 months of your mortgage payment. And you're you're like, this is a crazy person. Okay, hang up. No, no okay. No, so, but let's just say, for, for sake of said, this is just what I want to do. Now, I've already wanted to let you know, I've written the check, and I put the check in the mail, and, I, and so it's on its way to you. Now, here's the question. Do you thank me right then, or do you wait to make sure it comes in the mail a few days later? You're like, well, I don't know, Rance. I don't know if I really know or trust you, but let's just say you knew and you trusted that uh, I wasn't conning you, that I wasn't putting you on, that I wasn't, he's like, Rand seems like a trustworthy enough person. So if he says he's going to do this, I, I believe he's probably done that. When would you thank? Would you wait until the, the mail arrived and the check arrived to thank, or would you thank me right then? Yeah, you'd thank me right then. That's just kind of normal in that kind of, kind of a situation. You've, you've, there's a situation, you've sent the mail, I've sent the letter, and there's this little delay and then finally the, the check comes. And it's really this idea that, that God wants us to do when we pray a breakthrough prayer. This is how we do it. One of the five elements of a breakthrough prayer is actually thanking God in advance for what you have faith that he's going to do. Now, you're in the series right now in the book of Mark, which is a fantastic book. And the passage that we're going to kick off with here this morning is in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark 11, 24. And it's Jesus, he's, he's speaking, and he says at this, at this point, as he's talking about prayer, anytime you ask for anything in prayer, believe that you have received it, and you will receive it. Now, this, this is amazing. I want you to get this. Understand, one of the things you got to notice here is that there's a t change in tense. Believe that you have received it, okay, past tense, and you will receive it, future tense. See what's going on? This is so big. I will actually want us to say this together if we can. Um, I don't know. Do you have that verse in front of you? Yeah, you've got it right. Let's say this together, and I want you to put the emphasis, like me, on the words have and will. Ready? Mark eleven twenty four. Anytime you ask for anything in prayer, believe that you have received it and you will receive it. Now, you really, really want to get, get hold of this. I, I, and so you, right now, I know your mind is probably working like mine was when I first kind of got into this, understand what the scripture was saying. You're like, so Rance, what, what are you saying here? You're saying that I've, I've got to believe something in order to receive something? Yes. I've, I've, got to, I've got to believe that I've got it in order to get it? Yes. You mean I've, I've, I've got to believe a thing is so even if it isn't so, so it becomes so? Yes, that's faith. That's faith. And that's kind of the difference between everyday prayers and a breakthrough prayer. Thanking God after he gives you something is called gratitude. Thanking God before he gives you something is called faith, right? Both are valid, both are important, but that's kind of the main difference in this kind of prayer. And persistence 
is really definitely important in prayer. There's a lot of scripture about that. Jesus talked about that, about staying after it and praying persistently and consistently. But that's, that's another message. This message here is about breakthrough prayer. And when you're praying a breakthrough prayer, when you're saying, God, help me in this. I can't deal with this. There's, I, I absolutely need you to come through in this situation. When you're doing that, you're, you're not asking God over and over again, God, give it to me. 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 Like you're wearing God down. Like you're like kind of grinding him down to get him to do what you want to do. That's not what you're doing in this. Instead, you say, God, I want you to give this to me. You promised in your word to give it to me. And so I thank you that you've given it to me. Abraham did this. When God promised Abraham that he was going to be the father of many nations, that he was going to have uh, not just one son, but multitude of sons, immediately Abraham started thanking God for it. He said, God, thank you that I am. And that was even the change of his name, right? Abe to Abraham, he's father of many nations. He said, God, thank you that I have a son. Thank you that I'm going to be the, the father of multiple children. And he, he started thanking God. How long did he thank God for before his son Isaac arrived? Anybody know? 25 years. 25 years he's thanking God that the son is on the way, that Isaac is on the way. But this is what he's praying for, a breakthrough. It's kind of interesting that it was, in, it was on his 100th birthday, right about the time he turned 100 years old, that Isaac came on the scene. And he had to trust God that, that, that God, you've, your timing is perfect. You know what you're doing. And when God brought it, it was an absolute miracle for him. Probably a greater miracle for his wife. <laughs> but it was a miracle for both of them, right? So if you need a breakthrough in your life. I don't know what breakthrough you need in your life, but you do. How many of you would say this morning, yeah, I could use breakthrough prayer in my life right now? Okay, that's pretty much everybody in the room, right? So this is an important thing for us to learn. That's what I want to help us do in these next few minutes is to get kind of down these five points, these five pieces of a breakthrough prayer. One of the best examples of breakthrough prayer that I know of is in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And it's about this guy named Jehoshaphat, which is just a fun name to say. It was Jehoshaphat, okay? P-H-A-T, so it was cool the way they did that, Okay the original guy. So who is he? He's the king of Israel at this time. And he's at this time that he probably wish he wasn't king of Israel because three enemy nations at this time decide to tag team and come against him and the nation of Israel. These three armies are coming for them. And so starting in 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 1, we'll be here for the rest of, of this message. It says, after this, they just had a big revival, spiritual revival in the nation. After this, three enemy nations united to attack King Jehoshaphat. Spies told him, a huge combined army is marching to Jerusalem right now to defeat you. That'd be overwhelming. He can't do anything to stop it. Scared and worried. So he's the same as you and I. He had those situations and he's scared and worried about it. King Jehoshaphat resolved to seek the Lord and he announced a nationwide fast. So everyone came together so to fast and pray and to seek help from God. When they all got to the temple in Jerusalem, they all came down from all over the nation, the king stood up and prayed aloud. Now notice here the very first thing that he does, the king resolved to seek the Lord. Instead of freaking out and saying, there's, there's no way, I can't, I can't fight these enemies, there's no way we can, we're going to get creamed. Instead of freaking out about it, instead of worrying, 
he worships. Instead of, of panicking, he prays. And here's the first thing for us, folks, is prayer should never be the, the last resort. It should be our first choice. It should be our first choice. Uh, we know, you know, but I, I'm, I'm like you. Too often, it's been the last resort. And it's been, you know, we, we get that even in our culture. You might see it on like a movie, old movie or TV show. Someone will say something like, hey, you know what? Uh, and we've tried everything, right? We've done everything we can do. The only thing left to do is pray. And someone usually says, has it come to that? You know, it's kind of like this, this thing. Prayer is the last thing you do in a lot of our culture. Unfortunately, that's true in a lot of our churches. And I've been guilty of that as well. But God has not called us to go after it like that. Prayer should be the first choice in your life, not the last resort. So let's do this. Let's jump right into how to pray for a breakthrough prayer. Five things to do it. And the first one is this, to focus on God and not my problem. If I'm going to pray a breakthrough prayer, i got to start off by focusing on God and not the problem. It's this whole idea that so often we spend so much of our time gazing at the problem and glancing at God. But God calls us to gaze at God and glance at the problem. And we get the difference of why we're so worried so much of the time, because we're looking in the wrong direction, right? And so we... We, we see God laying out a different idea here. Of course, when you're in a crisis, it's natural to say, you know, God, I'm in a crisis. And you start telling God about how difficult it is, like somehow he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know the crisis you're in. God knew the crisis that you're in right now, not just last week, not just last month. He knew it before you were even born. You were going to face the crisis that you're facing right now. And so we don't need to lead it out to tell God about what the problem is. God knows what the problem is. But God encourages us, first of all, in my prayer, that I remind myself of God's greatness. Start off by reminding myself of God's greatness. Here's what it says in verse 6. Here's what King Joseph had prayed. Oh, Lord, are you not the God who's in heaven? I mean, didn't you make this whole thing? Didn't you make this universe? Aren't you the God in heaven? You rule over every kingdom and every nation. You're so powerful and mighty that nothing and no one can defeat you. So I focus on God's greatness. I also, I remind myself of God's unlimited power. When you realize that, that God has all the power in the world, you know that you don't have to have any power. If, if you realize that, that God is all-knowing, you don't have to know it all. We can trust that God's got it, whatever the it is in the situation. It says this in verse 7 of the passage. God, did you not drive out those who tried to keep us from living here when you brought us back home? He, what's he talking about here? He's, he's talking to God and recognizing about how God initially, the land that they were in, the promised land, is something that God told Abraham, this is for you and your descendants. And of course, years later, God's people were enslaved in the land of Egypt and Pharaoh. God sent Moses, released the people, let my people go. You know the story. And he brought, he brought his his descendants back to the promised land. And so King Jehoshaphat at this point is saying, remember, God, you did it before, and so what? You can do it again. You delivered before, and so you can do it again. So I remind myself of God's greatness. I remind myself of God's power. Here's the third thing to a breakthrough prayer. Uh, this is just all in the first section here. So you remind God of his promises. 
You remind God of his promises. This is a really important key for you to get in your prayer. You said, God, didn't you promise to help? Didn't you promise to take care of us? Now, that's, that's not something that we like doing. God loves to have his word quoted back to him. God loves to have us remind him of his promises. I'm sorry, if you're a parent and you have a child and they remind you of your promises, mom, dad, you promised. That is not something we like. Okay, we don't want to hear that because it's usually reminding us of some way that we, we let them down. Mom, you promised. Dad, you promised. Ugh, that's not, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. So, but God is not like you and me because he is the perfect parent. He is the perfect heavenly father. And he loves for us to, to take the word of God, which has over 7,000 promises in the word of God, by the way. And he loves for us to say them back to him. God, didn't you promise this? Didn't you promise that? God loves it when we take him up and believe in his promises and in his word. So we remind him of his promises of us. It says, did you not give this promised land to your friend Abraham's descendants to be theirs forever? God, you, you promised, you promised. God loves this. God loves for us to come back to him and, and ask him for this in our breakthrough. And finally, the last thing that we can pull out of uh, this part of what King Jehoshaphat said is to ask God for a breakthrough. He was very specific. He was really right to the point. In verse 10 to 12, right in there, it says, Our enemies want to destroy us. Will you not stop them from defeating us? God, this is, here's what we want. Here's what we need. We're not, it's exactly this. We can't do this, so we ask you to do this, God. Stop our enemy from defeating us. He's really, really specific. Don't, don't get in the habit of saying, God, I just pray that you'd bless us. And how, how would God do that exactly? What are you really asking God to do? What is a, a blessing in that point? A lot of times we pray such general prayers that if God answered it, no one would know the difference. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're not asking for anything specific. We pray like that. Even if God does, does, does something, we don't really, our faith isn't increased in that moment because we, it's really easy to say, well, I could kind of see how that might have happened anyway. I could see that would be kind of a coincidence maybe. So we don't pray general prayers in this. We pray very specific prayers. God, I need to get out of debt. God, I need to be healed. God, I need you to, to deal with this conflict and this relationship I can't seem to get past. Get specific with your prayer. So now all of this is just the first step. I know I've given different numbers and so forth. All this is just under this first step to focus on God and not my problem. That's the first step of a breakthrough prayer. Now, here's the second part of a breakthrough prayer. Tell God, I can't do this. I need you to do this. I can't do this. I need you to do this. This is impossible for me. I'm, I'm powerless. I'm helpless. And so I need your help, God. This is what makes basically breakthrough prayers different than anything else. Again, in the other regular kind of prayers, we're saying, God, help me with this, help me with that, help me in this way. A breakthrough prayer said, I, I don't got this, God. It's, it's, it's really clear, I don't got this. By the way, this is the first step in addiction recovery. If you're familiar with that, but it's the first step when I realize that God's God and I'm not, and I'm powerless to change my situation. And so I need God's help to help me break through. My life is unmanageable. That's the first step of addiction recovery. It's the second step of a breakthrough prayer. So we, we continue on here in the story and we see 
uh, in verse 12. We are powerless against this mighty army that's coming to attack us, and we don't know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. You ever been in this situation? It's like me, a lot, <laughs> right? There's been a lot of moments where there's really nothing we could do. Most of the big things in life, most of the most important things in life, you can't control. You can't do anything about them anyway. So, so taking them and praying these breakthrough prayers to God is how we can go about that. Now, did you notice here in verse 12, it says we're powerless, but six verses earlier, when he started to pray, he said, you're all powerful. So once again, I don't have to be all powerful. I don't have to have any power if I'm connected to God because he's all powerful. So, and we also get from this that sometimes faith means doing nothing. Sometimes faith means doing nothing. You just stand still, you just stand there, you wait and you trust. Verse 13, it says, Then all the men of Judah stood before the Lord. So, so literally in this huge gathering that they have, all the men are standing before the Lord in prayer. And I'm guessing that basically based on what scholars say about the situation, they weren't just standing there for like five minutes. They were standing there maybe for hours in that situation, just standing and watching and waiting and trusting in God. Further on 13, it says, Then all the men of Judah stood before the Lord, waiting with their wives and young children and even their babies. And this is a good hint to this breakthrough prayer here is when you're praying for a breakthrough prayer, don't pray it on your own. Get other people involved in that breakthrough prayer with you. Get your gang together. Get your family together. Get with your spouse. Get with your kids. Talk to them about what's going on, whatever's appropriate with them at that age, and say, this is what we're praying for. We're praying for this breakthrough. Let's pray together, and you do it together. This is not just to be done on our own. It's to gather people together and pray for this breakthrough. So, so that's, that's that part, okay? So we're getting the whole family together, the gang together, involved in your breakthrough. And so now here's the third part of praying a breakthrough. When you focused on God's greatness and you told God you, you can't do it without him, you need him to do it, then the third thing is to listen to God for instructions. Listen to God for instructions. As much as if you're like me, you struggle in prayer sometimes, where, you know, the, when we do pray, who ends up doing most of the talking? I do. You do, right? We're doing most of the talking with God. But here's the thing, folks. Prayer is a conversation, not a monologue. Prayer is a conversation, not a monologue. You say, Rand, so like if I pray for five minutes, I don't have to like actually talk for five minutes. Yeah, I'd encourage you to pay to talk for like two minutes and give the other three minutes to God for him to speak back to you. Listen to him. You say, well, how do, how do I listen to him? I mean, I ask God sometimes. I ask him to to show me what he wants me to do, and it's like it'd be so cool if God would just like write it in the sky, right? Just write it and tell me what he wants me to do. Well, folks, he's, he's not going to write it in the sky because he's already written it in a book. <laughs> it's right here for us. If we want to listen to God, then we need to pick up this book and start reading and seeing what God has already said. Just about any topic that you want to talk about in your life, God's already talked about it. Uh, there's one passage that talks about, here's God's will, do, do all things without grumbling or complaining. Okay, I know that's God's will. <laughs> that's, that's pretty straightforward. And there's a whole lot of other things like that. So now I want you to listen to what God says to these guys. So, so they come, 
they, they speak, they ask this prayer, they're listening, and then God, through a, a prophet at that time, speaks back to the nation of Israel. And I want you to really listen to this, because these few verses, this statement here, from God back to his people, is packed with encouragement for you. Here's what God says that he, he will do for you if you do the same thing. So, starting in verse 15. This is what the Lord God says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, the one coming to attack you. For the battle is not you, yours, but it's God's. We'll come back to that in a second. So wait. You don't need to fight in this battle. Just take up your position and stand strong. Then just wait and watch, and you will see the Lord deliver you. So you're not going to deliver yourself. The Lord is going to deliver you. This is breakthrough prayer. He says, I'm going to deliver you. Again, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid or discouraged because I am with you. After they listened to what God had said to them, it said that the king and everyone else all bowed down on the ground and they worshiped God. Could you just imagine this scene after God speaks to them to see the king and every person in this huge assembly just bowing down and kneeling before God and worshiping God. Well, there's a few things we can get from, from this interaction here. The first thing that God says to you today is relax. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Don't be afraid or discouraged. You can rest in me. You can chill out. I'm bigger than the army. I'm bigger than whatever it is that you're facing right now. I can do this. The second thing that God says here, he says to you and I today is, it's my battle I will handle it. The battle is not yours, but God, the scripture says. Want to know why you're tired, maybe, right now? <laughs> well, there's a person yawning right now. <laughs> you want to know why you're tired? Maybe you're trying to fight God's battles for him. Maybe you're fighting a fight that you're never meant to fight. If God's is the battles, then then you're fatigued because very often, very possibly, you're trying to do the fight for God. Ever thought in your life, and I just feel like I'm a disappointment to God sometime. You ever have that thought? You ever have that feeling? Like I've let God down? And God wants us to know, folks, this morning, you didn't let me down because you were never holding me up. We don't hold God up. He holds us up. He holds you up. You can't let him down because you were never holding him in the first place. You don't have God in your hands. He has you in his hands. It's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different thing. I was thinking, I don't know if you know, that, uh, that Pastor Johnny and Christina are, are gone on vacation right now. They're gone in Hawaii, I understand. It's a tough thing, but someone has to do it. Someone has to go there. And so they've gone on this baby-making, uh, oh, I mean, the vacation. Okay, I don't know. It's a rumor. Um, so they're gone on this vacation, but I understand they should be coming back sometime in the next day or so. So I just kind of envisioned this, this idea of what if on their flight back, as they get on the plane, they get in their seats, as the plane starts to taxi, all of a sudden, Pastor Johnny just starts doing this. People start looking and going, what is going on with this guy? And as the plane starts to build up speed, he starts, starts doing this faster and faster and faster. And it's kind of getting ridiculous. And so one of the attendants says, hey, you know, excuse me, sir, you don't need 
to do that, the plane has enough power to get off the, the ground. And he says, no, you don't understand. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And so as the plane is going, he's going faster and faster and faster. And, and finally it, it takes off and, and, and he kind of keeps doing it still like an hour, by an hour into it, he's still flapping, but he has very little left, right? He's like, oh, I got to keep doing this all the whole time. Talking, Sir, why are you doing this? You're flying the power. The plane has enough power to keep flying on its own. And you get the point, right? Pastor Johnny was never his flapping his arms like a crazy person that was keeping and holding the plane up. The plane had enough power without him. You get it, right? Are you tired? Are you tired of flapping your arms as fast as you can to deal and keep up with what you're dealing with because you think it's in your power you've got to do it? God never called you to do that. God never called you to fight the battle. The battle is the Lord's. If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling worn out, it's because you're dealing with a God-sized battle that was never meant for you. That's why Jesus says, come to me with your burden, whatever you're dealing with, and, and lay it at my feet, and I will give you rest for your souls. Do you need rest for your soul right now? God wants that for you. He absolutely wants that for you. And so God says, this is my battle. Stop flapping <laughs> and start praying. So the other thing it says here is, is to keep serving your position. The next line of the verse says, just take up your position and stand strong. And so here's this enemy coming, and he doesn't say, he doesn't say fight the enemy. He also says, don't go home and watch TV. He says, stay in your position and stand strong. A lot of times we, we feel like running. Or feel like running from your situation, whatever that is. You feel like getting out of there. The only problem with running from whatever you're dealing with is wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> right? Wherever you go, you take you with you. And a lot of times the stress, the stress isn't floating around in the air. The stress is happening between your ears. That's why we need to take it to God and stand in our position, not try to run away, but let God do his thing as we stand and watch. And that's exactly the next thing he talks about here is we want to wait and watch for what God does. In your big problem, God says, it's my battle. He says, so stand firm, stay in position, watch for what I do. And, and, and now it's interesting because this is, this is, I think, easily, there's a lot of battles in Scripture. This is easily the strangest battle in, in Scripture, what happens here next. In verse 17 and following, here's what it says. We won't need to fight in this battle. Just take up your position and stand strong. Then just wait and watch, and you will see the Lord deliver you. You're not going to deliver yourself. Again, do not be afraid. Do not get discouraged because the Lord is with you. Then the king and everybody else all bowed down on the ground and worshiped God. And here's what God said to them. I've got this. And basically, in, in, if you want to sum it up in three words, I've got this. It's not your problem. You can resign as general manager of the universe. <laughs> okay? I've got this. I've got this. And so he says, you don't need, even need to move. Just stand strong. Stand still. Don't move. Just wait. Be quiet. Has God ever lost a battle? Think about it. Has God ever lost a battle? No, I've lost battles all the time, but God has never lost a battle and we stand strong in him. So it says, put your faith in God and you will be able to stand firm, have faith in his prophets and you will succeed. And now from that, we move into, it just, it gets crazier. Hold on. Okay. As we get into the fourth step, the fourth thing you do in a breakthrough prayer is thank God in advance for the answer. 
thank God in advance for the answer. This is what we were talking about at the beginning of when we were talking, right? So it comes down to Second Chronicles, starting in uh, verse 21. Then, based on what God, all that God has said, the king appointed musicians and singers in robes. I think this is like the first instance of choir robes. Was maybe right here, okay? Singers in robes to march in front of the army. He appointed musicians and singers to march out in front of them and loudly praise and thank the Lord as they're going out in the battlefield. And he tells us, it tells us they sang. Here's a song. They say, they say, we thank God his love never fails. Does that sound familiar at all? His love never runs out on us. I love that one. I love that one. So they're singing out front. And so would you agree this is like a bizarre way to organize an army, <laughs> to put these musicians out front. The king goes, okay, guys, listen up. I want musicians. I want the guitar player and the drummer and the keyboards. They didn't have keyboards. But the, you know, the flutes, the lyres, whatever else you got there, and you put them out front, and we're going to send them out in front of the army first thing. They're going to be at the tip of the spear, the musicians. Those are the guys. And so you, you, you they're out there and they, they're, they're singing and they're giving praises to God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for the victory. We love you. You're awesome. You're amazing. And the other armies are going to be going, what, what is going on? As they're standing up on their side of the valley and the hill, they go, what are they doing? They've got musicians up front. I mean, this is, this is crazy. Now, they must be so scared they've just gone crazy. And you know that those musicians, there got to have been something. They've been, also, there's a number of them going, what is going on? Why are we doing this? Why are we the tip of the spear when we don't have spears? I got this little flute. That's not going to help me facing this situation. But in faith, they're saying, God, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Thank you for, for leading us into victory. Now, notice the power of thanking God in advance. This is the power of thanking God in advance right here. Verse 22. At the moment they began to sing, they're thanking God here, at the moment they began to sing and to praise, the Lord caused the armies of these three nations, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, to begin fighting amongst themselves, and they destroyed each other. I told you this is the craziest battle ever. That God has total control. He causes them to just go nuts, crazy, and destroying each other. And you go, like, well, how is that? I mean, they didn't lift a finger. They didn't do anything other than give God thanks and praise, and God delivers. They didn't have to beg God. They didn't have to bribe God. They didn't have to, to, to bargain with him. Instead, they trusted in him, and they gave him thanks and praise, and God came through. This is the kind of prayer I want to teach you for this morning about it in your breakthrough prayer. You can pray for anything that you need a breakthrough in. And this is the, the last one, number five, as we come down to the end here. The last thing we can do for, to pray for a breakthrough prayer is expect God to turn battles into blessings. Expect God to turn battles into blessings. Verse 24 through 26 says this, when the army of Judah, that's the Israelites, the Jews, this word you know, Jew, it comes out of this root word of Judah with the larger tribes in Israel. When the army of Judah finally arrived at the battleground, they're a little late to the party, right? So when they arrived to the battleground, the valley was covered in dead bodies. Okay, gross, but still amazing. For as far as they could see, no one had survived. 
The battle had been fought. All you have to do is thank God in advance. Nobody had survived. These people had turned on each other. So they went out to gather the plunder, you know, the spoils of war, the things that are left out there in the battlefield. They get out there and say, oh, we could use these animals. We could use these clothes. We could take the wheels off of that and use that. And so they, they start pulling off the things that are of value. And what's amazing here, it says that they had more than they could carry back. In fact, there was so much loot on the battlefield, it took them three days to collect it all. Three days. It's an overabundance of God's blessing that's happening at this point. On the fourth day, they gathered for a worship service in the valley, which they named the Valley of Barakah, because the people had thanked and praised God there. It's interesting, the word Barakah means blessing. It means blessing. So they, they renamed it after the battle, the Valley of Blessing. Isn't that cool? And that's what God wants for you and I today, folks. God wants you to live your life not in the valley of battle, but to live your life in the valley of blessing. To let him fight your battles for you. And instead, so you could live and move forward in the valley of blessing. And here's the, the kind of results we start to see. When you start to pray that breakthrough prayer and God shows up and he does his thing, he does the things that only he can do, these are the kinds of things that happen for you. First of all, you're going to get more blessings than you can handle. You know, when we're talking about a breakthrough prayer and God answering on that, that's not one of those things you kind of say, oh, that was nice, that, that was good. I mean, once again, I can kind of see how God, you know, how this may have, might have happened, kind of maybe a little bit coincidence, but, you know, it could have been God. No, no, no. When God does a breakthrough and he blesses you, there is no doubt that it was God. It's way beyond anything that you could do on your own. That's what you can expect, that you're going to get more blessings that you can handle. Second one is when you've had a breakthrough, you're going to love and worship God more. Because when God does this kind of thing like he, he did for these people, you're, you're going to just be amazed and say, God, you're so powerful. I see you now. I've experienced you now more. And you might be sitting in a place right now that you say, you know, God, I just, I, I want to, I feel like I don't love you as much. I think that's a problem. But folks, the reality at the foundation, if you're struggling in, in your love relationship with God, it's probably more like the fact that you don't understand how much God loves you. Because if you understand how much God loves you, you your, your heart's going to be changed. Your life is going to be changed. You're going to reflect that love back to him. It's understanding about how much he loves you. Verse 27 said, Then Jehoshaphat led his troops back to Jerusalem, where they joyfully celebrated. It's called a party, folks. They joyfully celebrated the great victory that God had given them. The final benefit we see here is unbelievers start noticing. When God starts blessing you and you start getting a breakthrough in your life, people who don't know God, they're far from God, start to notice. Last verse says, verse 29, when the angels, when the nation surrounded Israel, heard how God had fought and defeated the enemies of his people. Those nations were all afraid to attack. I guess so. Let me be freaking out. He said they sent the choir out and everyone died. I don't get that. I wonder if the other armies tried that and then, you know, got slaughtered trying to do that. So so jo it says, so the choir before the army thing, let's, let's do that. Okay. Uh, so Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat enjoyed peace and security for the rest of his reign as the king. I like that. That's what I'm praying for you this morning. Wouldn't you like to have peace and security for the rest of your life? That'd be a great thing. Let me ask you, where do you need a breakthrough today? Where do you need that? Is it in 
your health? Is it in your job situation? Is it in your finance? Is it in, in something that's going on, people that around you that you're close to? What's, what's going on? What does your breakthrough, what does that need to be today? I want to invite you to start taking these steps together and recognize that you don't have to fight this battle anymore, but let God start to do it. So I'd like to end this time as we get together to close with one more worship song. I'd like to end this time just in prayer together, and I'd like to lead us through a breakthrough prayer, and you could use it to point it at whatever thing that you need to. Sound good? Let's take this time with the Lord. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's take a moment. Lord, help me to start my prayers. Focus not on your on my problems, but focusing on you. Help me to remember your greatness and your power. Help me to remember your promises and remind you of them. God, you're great, you're strong, nothing too difficult for you. You're all power, you're all knowing. You know every problem I've had long before I was even born. God, are you not the God of heaven? could do anything God haven't you helped me in the past haven't you made promises to me and won't you do it again I'm asking you for a breakthrough and God I'm being as honest as I can that I'm looking to you not to not a consultant not to a friend not to anybody else but to you I am powerless and I can't change this thing on my own God, help me to listen to what you say in your word, to make sure that I'm in the Bible every day so I'm getting that soul food that I need to grow spiritually. Lord, I thank you for this thing that you've said in the past that you're saying to me today, to relax, to not be afraid or discouraged. Thank you, God, that it's your battle and you've got it. You can handle it. Help me to just keep serving in the position you put me in, Help me just wait and see what you do, God. I want to thank you in advance. Thank you, Lord, that the check is already on its way. <laughs> I'm going to expect you to turn the battle into blessing. I'm going to expect you to bless me in a way that I can't even handle and that I will, I will give more back to you as you give more to me and learn the blessing of generosity to others. I pray that my life will cause unbelievers to notice that my breakthrough, the blessings in my life are so great that people want to know you too. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, I invite you to pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and life right now. You be the manager of the unmanageable things in my life. You be my leader. You be my Lord. I want to have a friendship with you in the days ahead. I ask all this because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. I pray this in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. 
If you feel led to give, please use the link below as we seek to make a difference in people's lives. Also, please make sure to share this with your family and your friends. Again, thank you so much for listening.